The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. Another edition of No Bets Barred. This time, we head north of the border. For the first time in a long time, the UFC makes its return to Canada. This time for UFC 289, Amanda Nunez taking on Irene Aldana. How we feeling, Jed? A little, a little Canadian pride? Like, can we get the anthem? Like, oh, Canada. Uh, I mean, I... That's the extent of the lyrics, I know. I have been to Montreal before. That is the only time I've been to Canada. Beautiful place. I mean, I went in the springtime. I just absolutely fell in love. The the fact that you can... This was when I lived in Connecticut, and it was about a three and a half hour drive. And then you are in Canada, French-speaking Canada, and like you are... Truly in just an, an entirely different culture. It's it's fantastic. I fell in love with the city. I went to a Montreal Canadiens game. Ooh. I've been drinking some beers, uh, you know, enjoying some some Canadian beers, uh, you know, the classic Labatt Blues, as they say, maybe some Molson's. And when O Canada played, first of all, the entire arena went red and they project the Canadian flag onto the ice. I mean, it was it, it hit me in the soul. Like it was a life changing experience. It was one of the most beautiful things. The whole arena sang it. This was like late. Like I said, I went in the spring, early April. This, this was like the, the Canadians needed to win to make the playoffs. They were playing the lightning. And I mean, the, the rendition of O Canada, it was a, it was a barn burner of a game. They won four, three. I bet a hundred dollars on the Canadians. It was, it was a magical night. That's, that's all I can say. So I have love for our neighbors up North. I mean, that sounds fantastic. You always got to love our neighbors up north. I've only been to Montreal once, uh, 
different circumstances than you. I was stranded there by accident. Wow. Uh, I was flying flying back from, uh, you know, doing the, after my freshman year of college, we did a Europe trip, me and a oh, couple sick. of friends. And uh, we were connecting through Montreal and there was a big storm hitting the Northeast uh, for whatever and couldn't get flights in for our connecting through uh, through New York and couldn't really get a flight anywhere. Unfortunately, one of the people I was with, uh, her godmother, lived in Montreal. So we just made a phone call, spent a week, just kind of added a week onto our trip, just tooling around Montreal and most lovely place in the world. Just the cleanest place I've ever been. I've never been to a city so clean. It was great. Uh, it was just a great place. Wonderful. Yeah. I, you know, got to shout, shout out your podcast partner. You're cheating on me these days. Yeah. You got another just podcast finished up out with there. Him. Uh, AK I, mean, so, I mean, I'm still rocking my tough jersey. I know we're, I, I know it. we're podcast only, but yeah, just finished up. I mean, episode two, fantastic episode, fantastic episode of Tough Hang as well. I mean, I can't wait for it's the people name. to see it. Uh, it's a great yeah, name, great, great name, great podcast on a great website, which is MMA Fighting. Besides the point, we both love Montreal. Good news: this fight is taking place on the, the exact the opposite <laughs> end of the country in vancouver never been to vancouver never, never been to vancouver, vancouver. want to go i actually have a dream of mine as we continue to get into our our life discussion rather than the actual bets why would you want to hear about our bets anyway mine suck they're, they're losers <laughs> they are losers just like me as a person uh fly into san francisco i've got a lot of family in san francisco visit with them for a few days rent a car head up the pacific northwest uh, Portland, Oregon, go go to some scenic places in Oregon, hit Seattle, go to some scenic places in Washington, straight up through the border to Vancouver. Uh, very uh, dream trip of mine. I, I would really enjoy doing that. I mean, that just sounds like an absolutely fantastic dream. I mean, that sounds great, that sounds like great right now. What could be bad about that I mean, whole... If, if I could get on a flight right now, I would do it. I mean, that would just be fantastic. But that's not what we're here to do. We're here to discuss UFC 289, which will be taking place in be beautiful Vancouver. Beautiful Vancouver. Connor, I want to derail us just because I just, just want to put Keep an idea going. out Keep into the going. ether just for a minute, and then we can start talking about some fistfights. You're a man who's been known to run a long distance or two uh, in, in your time. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm targeting the Big Sur Marathon for next Whoa. April. I don't know if you know what the Big oh, Sur Marathon is. is. I know what it is. I mean, uh, you talk about... Scenic beauty, uh, the most there gorgeous thing you've ever seen. I mean, there it is, right there. That that would yeah. be that. You talk about bucket list. We're doing all twenty six point two, all twenty six point two. That's that's uh, that's. I'm, I'm targeting that one for you know. I think I think that's in April of next year. You know, I'm not saying it's it's not San Francisco, but it is it's not that far. Just join me on a Ugh. on a quick run up the coast, then pop up to San Francisco, then hop into a car and, and continue your journey northward. Just something to put on your radar. It look it looks like they have a a half marathon the same weekend. I mean it's actually I'm sure they do. Any any marathon's gonna run a half man, the same thing. I mean, look at that. I'm looking at pictures right now. It's, it's the it, most gorgeous thing you've ever seen. I have a couple of friends who've run it. Uh it's it's tough. They say it's tough. It's not the easiest run you'll ever do, but if you're looking at views like that, how how can you be upset? I mean, it's a, it's about as like close to Hawaii looking as yeah. as you can get in the continental United States. It, it looks fantastic. I mean, that see, that's the thing. 
that's a bucket list item for me, which is I'm, why I'm trying to do it next I'm year. never going to run another marathon. I just don't think I am. Like, my legs are just... It's reasonable. My knees aren't meant for it. I got. I probably got a no couple... No one's knees are meant yeah. for a marathon. <laughs> but, man, they do. there's times, like, I'm only 29, and there's times where I'm walking down the stairs, and, like, my left knee, I'm like, that shouldn't be hurting like it is, dude. And I, I think it's because, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking mileage I've put on my legs over the course of my lifetime, like going out for an intentional jog is mm-hmm. easily in the thousands. Like, Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's much more than the average person I've, I've been running since I was like 12, uh, like 13 originally to like lose weight. And then I just started liking to do races. Uh, so like marathons aren't for me anymore. I, I don't want to be 50 with literally zero knees. Uh, but I got a couple yeah, more, reasonable. I got a couple more halves in me. And like, if I'm going to do them, I want them to be cool. Like the one I just did yeah. was the New York, Big Sur would be cool would be sick. Like going international. I don't know how they do the half of Big Sur though. That would be interesting because Big Sur is an A that, to B. As long as I cross that bridge, just let me cross that yeah. bridge. Yeah, uh, I mean that's. I'm just saying, putting it on your radar. I'm going to be doing that. If you want to make it a whole thing, you know, raise money for charity. Oh wow, now we're really no, we get no bets barred. You know, yeah. gear going. It'll be great. Now, but now we're really talking. It's, that's a long way from now. Just wanted to throw that out there when I heard your dream. Listen, if we like, if we start in uh, if we start running in from Big Sur, we could have uh, we could have made it to to Vancouver just running the whole way by now. If we if we had I mean that. by now, yeah. Uh, cap it off with a beautiful Amanda Nunez Irene Aldana main event in Vancouver, uh, which is where we start main event of the evening, right at the top. Women's Bantamweight Championship of the we're, world. Are we just not going to talk about last week? <laughs> yeah, let's actually talk about last week. Uh, worst betting night of my betting career. Um, yeah, I mean, I just like, I. it was just like, it started with a loser and then I just kept losing. Uh, 14 or 13 bets, uh, lost 10 of them. And it was just like, no parlays, nothing that I went like too heavy on. Uh, it was just, yeah, like I, I was talking to New York Rick in, in studio yesterday and he was just like, man, like how did it happen? Like, were you just like overexposed, like too many parlays that like missed by one leg? I was like, no, no, I just, I just lost just all the best. All. Yeah. Yeah. I just lost, lost all the bets, uh, that I put down and maybe I was a little too frivolous. Maybe I was, uh, you know, a little too excited with the units I was placing. Um, you know, a couple, two units, a couple, 2.5 units like that, that those will add up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I used to see people like last year, I would see people being like rough week, lost like 12 units. I would be like, how does that happen? Like, how do you even do that? Like, you just lose everything. Like, how does that even happen? And now I know. Now, now I know. You know. And like, I look back at the bets too. I was like, I liked like all of these. Like, I bet these for a didn't reason. Didn't feel bad about them, yeah. I was actually going into the day. I was like, oh, this should be a winning day. I like this. It was not. It was not. Uh, back to square one, down like 24 units again. I crawled. I clawed my all, way. All of the good work. Yes, I clawed my way over the last like five weeks back to like 11 units down. I was like, I'm going to get back to even. I'm going to bust into the green before the year's over. Uh, wiped away in one night. One singular night. So with Total that brutal. said, do you guys want to hear what I'm betting on this week? Like, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you want to tell me? Uh, this might no, be a I fade think they podcast should. now. No, I think they should because you texted me. Uh, I'm like, I lost all my bets. I was, like, I, said, I was like, seriously? Like, no, I lost yeah, lost, lost all, all my bets. But it's actually freeing. It's liberating. It You're is. no longer yoked to this idea of success. And that's that's really where I think you've struggled because I gave up the idea of success a long time ago, Connor. So I'm just in it to have fun. I'm 100% with you. 
I want to succeed. I want to win. And that is going to be my goal every single week. I think in all actuality, the early success that I found once I joined the show and then the like ramp up of success I found in 2022, I think gave people this impression that like every week I'm going to win. Mm -hmm. But now in 2023, having many losing weeks, people are like, okay, he doesn't win every week. So like, it's like when I would get on a losing streak, when I was winning a lot, I would get shit on. People would come after me because they tailed the bets and they lost with me and like they're taking out their anger on me. Now I've noticed when I lose, no one really says anything because they're just like, oh, yeah, another losing week for old CB. Like that's nothing out of the norm. It takes pressure <laughs> off, dude. It, it takes pressure off and I like it. I like it because I hated losing people money. Like there were people that would hit me up, not the jokers like, oh, I lost my house on this. It's like, all right, yeah, funny. But like- People that were like, damn, bro, like I rolled with you, man. Like I did a hundred dollar units and I'm like, fuck, like I just lost this guy like $400. Like that's, uh, yeah, I like the, it's like the removal of the pressure. I, I like a lot because I am just in this to have fun. I don't consider myself a capper. I don't consider myself a oh, tout. God, no. Obviously, not. I'm, a, I'm not a tout. I don't charge anything. <laughs> um, never will. Never want to. Never want that pressure. Don't even really <laughs> love giving out picks, period. Like just because it adds that pressure of people watching you and tailing you. Uh, but I would never charge anything. Uh, I'm just a, a guy who likes MMA and also likes the bet. Same. And see, and you can be so free. Because uh, the other reason I wanted to talk about last week, Connor, I didn't have a good week, lost a half unit. Not a terrible That's, week. I mean, I would and, I would have given my left arm for that, honestly. Yeah. I well, I I thought I'd cause I I functionally the difference was the the main event, right? You know. The under didn't hit. We'll talk about that more. But I, like you, was on Kaikara France and feel that he should have won that fight. Not a robbery, yeah. but, you know, a, a bit of a tough beat uh, in that regard. And that's the difference yeah. between a winner or a loser. But the only reason I was that close to, to success, because I lost most of my bets last week, the apostrophe parlay, Connor, just <sighs> nailed it. The apostrophe yes. parlay nailed it. And I texted you, I did put a single dollar on the Tajikistan parlay. Oh, that cool. And let me tell you how that excited close. I got about that. Oh, that After Namov knocked out Malarkey, I was just so pumped up about this happening. And then, of course, it all comes crashing down uh, just a few moments later. But still, the dream was alive. And I had a great time last weekend, despite losing money. Oh yeah, I mean the the apostrophe parlay, uh, ChatGPT. Shout out to Elise Reed. ChatGPT. The Elise Reed, the woman I shit on the most uh, on this podcast last week, is the one that won me uh, money. Of course, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you also you were on Tim Elliott, right? Yeah, so I was on you Tim were riding Elliott, the with Tim. Chill, so, super you know, chill Tim. Uh, the the Silva Souza under. And that's the three. Oh, that's the list. That was uh, Silva yeah. Souza under. It was a great yeah, bet. Great bet. Great bet. Great bet. I wish I had just taken those three bets. And then we'd be like, clean sweep. Said <laughs> I took 10 well, more and they all lost. Um, well, so that was last week. I don't think you're doing that this week. I'm definitely not. I'm pretty, pretty tight. No, this no, no. Week. I'm going to be in the uh, single digits in terms of exposure for sure. This is, it's a, yeah. it is a nice wake up call. Like tighten up a little bit here. Tighten up a little bit here. Tighten up. Great card to do it. Only 11 fights. Yep. So there's not a bunch of opportunities to just really get out over your skis. I'll be frank. A lot of fights that I don't, I don't have a great read on a lot of tight, tight fights for me. So I'm, I'm pretty thin this week from bets. Uh, I'm with you. It's looking like I'm going to have like six singles and and quite a few of those are just sprinkles and and one parlay. 
And that's about all I'm cooking with. Love it. Just reset and get Might back. do a little chalk soup, a little chalk fondue over at the PFL. We've got a lot of big favorites, Ooh, a lot of big squash matches. I will be matches. in attendance. I, I was going to say a little Thursday night ATL PFL oh. action. Thursday night, next uh, two weeks. I won't be going to the third one, but the next two weeks, ATL. They do it this time of year every wow. year, apparently. Wow, now. so you won't, you won't be there the third one. You will miss Cedric Dombe's debut. Yeah. Uh, wow. Let me explain to you just how upset I am with the PFL. They did the same thing last year uh, where they they picked it right in the middle of June, and every year I take a, a personal trip with some friends in June, so can't do it. <laughs> but Bummer. It's a big bummer. I was hoping maybe you're going to go to Jayville for uh, Taporia Emmett. It's uh, you know, not going to do that. Yeah. But shout out to Taporia though. Uh, all right, shout out two eighty nine. <laughs> Let's get back on the saddle, unit by unit, brick by brick. Let's build back. Start climbing to the green. I mean, that's all it is. Just time to start climbing week by week. Stay tight. Stay tight. That's that's the motto now for me. Just stay tight. We start main event. Women's Bantamweight Championship, Amanda Nunez taking on Irene Aldana. Aldana trying to keep the Mexican magic that has been rolling and become another champion. Add to uh, the already champion in Alexa Grasso at 125 and take the belt at 135. Um, So this fight is interesting to me. I'm so fascinated by this fight. Because on one side, I'm like... Aldana is like tough. She's durable. She's big. She's she's Agree. she's going to be one of the tougher strikers that Amanda Nunez has had to face. I just mentioned the Mexican magic. There's something in the water for for these champions. Um, she has finishing capabilities. Last three wins are by knockout. Then I go back. Macy Chazon, who was 19-19 going into round three. I know, I know she had some good moments in, in round one. She does get the finish in, in round three, but it was kind of dicey. And I mean, we're just also like also super super weird finish. Like, let's yes, let's be honest. Yes. I'm not here to I'm take saying. anything away from Arena Dice's finish. Dicey. That yeah, that that is I know people hate the word fluke, and I don't think maybe it's not like all the no, way no, no, the no, correct say word. Say it, it was pretty fluky. She throws a strike to hurt a person, and it does, but it's a low percentage that that outcome comes from from what occurred there. It was definitely a I, bit fluky of I, a win. I had an Aldana bet on that fight, and it looked like she was in route to lose that round three and, and yep. lose the fight. Lose the fight. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh, sweet. All right, cash it. Rini Aldana, up yeah, liver kick. There you go. That was pretty sick. We're also like 30 months I know that's a long time, but like we're like just over two years removed from her getting 50 45, 50 44 by Holly Holm. And like there is a world where Amanda Nunez goes to the wrestling here. Um, what I did, uh, and I tell me, still probably do it now. I, I did sprinkle as soon as the line dropped uh, Aldana at plus 375. I'd still probably sprinkle now. I'm talking small. Um, but like now that I'm like looking around, and talking to people, it feels like a decent amount of people are on Irene Aldana. It's super weird, bro. And it's making That's me... That's what I wanted to talk about. It's making me think that this is just going to be like, a, y'all must have forgot I'm Amanda Nunez, the the greatest women's fighter of all time, and she's just going to finish Irene Aldana. So you nailed it for me because seeing a lot of love for Irene Aldana. Like a lot of and- love. And like in my head, I reflexively was like, that just doesn't seem right. 
Um, but maybe I'm missing something. And I looked at the tape expecting to see like a little bit more because people I respect. Like it's not just like you know, yeah, Joe dude, Schmo like smart on Twitter. Like smart people, people who know that what they're talking are, about. People that do recognize themselves as cappers and like their whole I don't want to say personality, their whole online presence is MMA betting and that's it. Uh that are very, very profitable seem to be on Irene Aldana as well. Yeah. I've just I've seen a lot of love out there. And then I went back and watched the tape and I'm just like, look, Amanda Nunes is not a perfect fighter. She's probably the greatest women's fighter of all time, but um, she is not a perfect fighter. And we saw not recently or not that far away from Juliana Pena just sort of dogfighting her, just being like, all right, let's just let's put it down. Let's see what happens and and being being more than a match for. And you said it, I mean, Aldana's real tough, but I think this is this to me feels like people are getting too excited about the Mexican magic, about this narrative forming. And that's that's sort of my read right now is that this is a more of a narrative push for Aldana than it is real life. Because when I watch the tape, I Miss Jason is would you call her a good fighter? I don't know that I'd call her a good fighter. Uh, She's Macy, a fighter. Macy Chazon is not Amanda Nunez. She, yeah, but she's she is leagues beneath Amanda Nunez, and she was having not going to say her way, but she was having more success than failure, uh, scoring takedowns, con- controlling the top position. It was a scrap, it was back and forth. But Amanda Nunez is just so much better than her in those positions. She's going to be more damaging. Arena Adana can't play guard from the bottom against Amanda Nunez. And on the feet, again, Adana's real tough. I'm not here to say she's not. I think this is going to be a good scrap. But Nunez has the power. Uh, I think Nunez has a little bit more technique on the feet, not a ton. And I think she's got a huge edge in the grappling. I think this fight can be competitive all over the place. But th- I think exactly what you said. This might be a y'all must have forgot. And particularly, I think there's a really good chance that Nunez retires after this fight. Ooh. Uh, her last fight, maybe her last fight out there. If she doesn't retire on this one, there's not many left, but this feels like a good time to make a clean break for her. She goes in here. She beats Irene Aldana. We're all we're wrapped here, and I think that's going to happen. So for me, I've got two bets down on this thing. I'm, I'm using Amanda Nunez in a parlay at minus 320, and I'm taking an alternate line. I'm going the over three and a half at plus 120 because I do think this is going to be a dogfight. Aldana... Uh, it you know very tough, and Nunez, I mean obviously a big finisher, but we have also seen her be comfortable, not overexerting occasionally. Like that that was the big issue with Pena. She was having so much success, she just tried to get her out of there and couldn't. Then you see in the rematch, she just kind of clubs Pena around the octagon for twenty five minutes. I mean we've seen her do that with Felicia Spencer, particularly when she has to go to her grappling game. She's a less less dynamic finisher. And I think she's going to be doing that a lot here. So back and forth scrap. I thought about a points bet on Nunez, but the line's five and a half. And I think there's a world where she just wins 48, 47s across the board, even though it's probably more likely she gets 49, 46s. So I'm just going to also take the over three and a half because both women are pretty durable. Yeah. I, uh, I've looked pretty closely at the over two and a half, which is at a very playable line uh, as well. So minus one fifteens out there. Yep. Um, right now, I'm sitting on 0.3 units on on Irene Aldana. Don't really plan on adding any more, just because the more I've thought about it, the more I've sat on it. It's just like I'm kind of with you. Like I, I feel like this might end up being a y'all must have forgot. 
One narrative on the flip side to play devil's advocate is the question of Amanda Nunez's motivation, her her drive going into the fight. Kind of felt like there was a lack of that in going into the Juliana Pena fight. I don't know if there's anything there. That's just me making wild judgments, assessments that I can't really factor in to the betting itself. But I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if if that were the case, and she does end up just retiring. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an interesting fight, man. It's it's going to be fascinating, and I think a lot a lot of people are going to be cheering for Aldana. I think a ton of people are on her, and I get it. And part of me even wants to be like, yeah, this makes sense from the story. Like it would make a ton of sense for Aldana to win this and Nunez to just kind of be like, yeah, you know, got a got a daughter, got a wife, got life to to attend to. I'm not really in it anymore, but I don't think that's I think real life is not the story. And I believe we're gonna hear and still come Saturday night in Vancouver. If I'm picking the fight, I'm taking Nunez. Uh, but betting wise, I mean plus three seventy five when it opened. Amanda Nunez was like a minus four fifty. That's that's eighty two percent of the time they fight eighty two times. She wins a hundred. I I'm not fully convinced of that. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I might hop on on that over two and a half. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's move to the co-main event. People so excited event. about the co-main event. How can he not be I have, excited? About I have that? a stat. God, I have a stat. I'm ready, ready to drop for this Ooh, one. I, I'm looking forward to a lightweight bout. Charles Oliveira taking on Benil Dariush right now. Charles Oliveira, underdog odds, plus 125. Benil Dariush coming back, minus 145. I mean, it kind of feels, you know, a reflection of Charles Oliveira's career, constantly underrated on the betting lines. Um, stat, give it to me. Stat. Well, here's this is not the stat, but this is a stat because because it transitions nicely to what you just said. My man is seven and four as an underdog, constantly underrated, constantly cashing checks for the people who believe in him. Yep. So something to keep in mind. But let me tell. Let me drop the stat that was the determining factor in my bet here because I want to break this. We can break this fight down as much as you want. It's a great fight. It's a tremendous fight. It's a really close fight, competitive fight, sure. I think. Um, and I have real questions about what this is going to look like. But ultimately, all those questions were answered by this one stat. And wow. the stat is Charles Oliveira uh-huh. is 0-4 when competing in Canada. Whoa. Where is this fight taking place, good sir? Vancouver, Canada. So you're telling me... In Canada. 
It goes one step even further wow. because he's also, if you add in Detroit, shares a border with Canada. Lost in Detroit as well. Interesting. Owen five when he's right next to Canada. So you're saying or that he was at, he actually got so nervous. There was such an effect being that close to Canada that he lost there as well. Yeah, Incredible. I'm. I'm just. I'm noting that as credible. If you want to factor that in, but Owen four in Canada, indisputable. Canadian Charles. Canadian Charles. Not I mean, there. Jim Miller, Cub Swanson, Max Holloway, Anthony Pettis. Wow, you know he he goes uh, goes across the border. So you're taking Benio money line. something in the water. So something. I'm taking Benio money line because the Canadian water, the Canadian environment, the cold maybe I don't know what it is doesn't agree with him. I don't blame and you. You can't win. I was just on Benio Dariush by decision. Uh, dicey moments, tight tight butt cheek moments when he dropped Mateus Gamrot, but eventually he did get it done. I mean uh, Benio Dariush is. A monster. I mean, if he wins this fight, he's finally going to get the well-deserved title shot. Canada or not, I just have a hard time. I, it's it's burned me. Me doubting Charles Oliveira has has burned me more times than not. I mean, he just constantly gets it done as a dog. Sure. I have a stat for my bet oh, okay. on this fight. I am betting the under. Needed to watch <laughs> no tape. I think that's a reasonable bet. Need it's a to, Charles Oliveira fight. Needed, yeah. Needed to do nothing but be told that this was a Charles Oliveira fight because let me just walk it through you here. Uh, 18 of his last 19 have gone under the two and a half. The only one that didn't was against Tony Ferguson when he was a much better version of who he is today. 42 professional fights for Dubronx, Mr. Oliveira. 38 of those have gone under the two and a half. I'm not a math guy, but that is 90% of the time. Is that good? That's pretty good. That is, that, is, is that an A in traditional American a. classrooms? The guy makes, he is a agent of chaos. He makes fights crazy. He will get finished. He will finish you. He doesn't care. He's not here for a good time. Flip it. He's not here for a long time. <laughs> he's say, he's here, here for a good time. For a good time. He is here for a good time. And then on the flip side, like, let's not act like Benil Dariush is like some decision machine. 12 of his 20 UFC fights have gone under the two and a half as well. I know he's been to three straight decisions. Uh, in his last three fights, he wasn't fighting Charles Oliveira. He was not fighting Charles Oliveira. I, I, I believe his last four fights, I have, I have played the under and they have cashed in all of them. I mean, I thought they were being generous, may, giving us a playable line on two and a half. Took it at minus one sixty. Uh, I mean, that's 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 all she wrote. When I, when a guy has forty two professional fights and in thirty eight of them he has gone under the two and a half, and in eighteen of his last nineteen he has gone under the two and a half. I I can't not take it. I mean, he pushes the pace. He pushes finishes. And unfortunately, we have seen him get cracked many a times as well. We have. So uh, I love that bet. Give me a, give me your read on the, this is, I mean, this is the fight of the weekend. Let's, oh, let's be real on, here. On, this serious. is the main event, yes, the people's main the event. event. Uh, you don't have a side action. Sounds I don't like, have a side. but give me, give me a read. All right, like, so what, like, do you, what do we think's happening? So Benil is talking about how he's not afraid of Charles Oliveira's grappling, which we constantly he see. shouldn't be. We, we, I mean, we we constantly see guys fear that. I mean, I, I feel like the first one in a, in a long time that we didn't was Islam Makashev, and then he obviously mm-hmm. ends up finishing him. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think he should be either. I mean, like obviously, danger is is understating Charles Oliveira. I mean, he is dangerous anywhere the fight goes. Um, but I mean, Benil is durable. He's tough. He's also got big time power in his hands, man. Like he dropped the hell out of Gamrot. So let's say this: 
normal Charles Oliveira fight. He gets dropped and then kind of recovers until something good goes for him. Let's say he gets dropped by Benil Darius. Darius gets on top of him and is able to finish him there. I mean, that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me. But I just don't know with Charles Oliveira. I like I just don't know what he's gonna do when he gets in there. Yeah, here's the big question for me in this fight because I like I definitely don't think Darius should be concerned. Uh, when we did the Oliveira, um, you know, Islam breakdown, my entire thing was oh, none of Oliveira's game plan will work because he relies so heavily on the danger of his guard, and Islam just be like, "Cool, I'll cook you there." And in a lot of ways, that's what happened. Uh, Darius can do the same thing, but I think that there's an, there's a different aspect to this fight that I'm really interested in because I was really confident in the Oliveira Islam fight that Oliveira's danger on the feet, while not non-existent, was just not that big a deal. Islam's very durable, got cracked the one time, perfect punch, can't take that, you know, that just is how it is. But in general, um, Islam is one of the best defensive strikers statistically of all time, and that's that really limits what Oliveira can do. Darius is not that. Darius is very hittable on the feet. Darius is, is willing to get in there and scrap an exchange. I mean, we've we've seen him get kind of hurt. Scott Holtzman had him sort of backing up a little bit because he got tagged in that fight before the spinning back fist knockout. And so, you know, no disrespect to Scott Holtzman. Charles Oliveira, much more predatory finisher than Scott Holtzman. You know, if, if Oliveira can crack him on the feet, uh, then this fight gets real interesting. And Oliveira's not a bad defensive wrestler. He's just not a committed one because he's so content to go to his back. When he does want to commit to it, he's not awful at it. And so that's kind of the big question for me. If Oliveira wants to play that guard game, if he's you know not going to fight too hard to stuff takedowns, go go to his back, I think he's going to have a terrible night. I think Benny Darius is going to run over him on the floor because Charles Oliveira is a great grappler. Uh, I've told this story here a couple of times and this is i don't know if you know who jordan breen is my probably before your time but before. used to be a guy uh used to be a guy who had a radio show on suredog.com and uh when you were you know coming up when mma was a, was a nascent sport or whatever listened to a lot of suredog radio uh and jordan breen once told this story about um benny dariush like he was he saw him uh, was was at the gym with him or whatever and Fabricio Verdum, we all know who Fabricio Verdum is, world champion Brazilian jiu-jitsu player, uh, was getting some BJJ tips about a specific position from Benil Dariush. And that should tell you just about everything you can need to know about Benil Dariush, the grappler. And a very accomplished grappler, you know, at the brown purple belt level, and just an elite guy in this. And so as good as Charles Oliveira is, I find it really hard to believe he's submitting Benny Dariush off his back. And so the question is just if he if he goes down. If he stays on this feet and wants to fight this exclusively as a striking matchup, I will feel pretty bad about this Benny Darius bet. <laughs> I'll be honest. Because I think Oliveira has the goods on the feet against him. At the same time, Darius can hit hard. Oliveira can get cracked. We can it could the same thing that happened with Islam could happen. So uh I I don't have a great read on this fight. Like what is it actually going to happen? But 0-4 in Canada. I just can't I can't, I can't fight the math. Can't argue that. Uh, one thing I will say, it's interesting that Charles Oliveira, or I mean, Islam Makashev was only like a minus 160 for a, a lot of the week against Charles Oliveira. Now it looks like Benil's kind of working into that range, and Benil was like a plus 190 against Mateus Gamrod. It's, it's just always interesting to see the odds 
from fight to fight. Uh, one other thing that I'm now struggling to remember. I had one other thing, and now I just can't seem to remember it. Oh, well, Benil Dariush. If he wins, not only is he going to get a title shot, he'll get on the mic maybe. and say something interesting. Oh, well, <laughs> both of those things are, are probably not going to happen. Is, is, but he, yes. is he going to ask for a Tesla? Is he going to thank Jesus Christ? Is he going to say I mean, he's, he's, dev he's definitely going to thank Jesus is, Christ? Is he going to say he's down for 10 more fights before another title shot? No, no, no. I Benil will give it. it to you, dude. You're, you're next. Abu Dhabi. Nope. Nope. More. I want to fight more before I get the title. I think he will actually call for the title fight because it's such a layup. I think he'll even be Benil, like, hey, Islam, you guys Abu have Dhabi. promised me this. Abu Dhabi, let's go. That's all you got to say. I want to thank you, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. I'll see you guys in Abu Dhabi. Islam, get ready. I'm coming to take that belt. Love it. Boom. I, did, I wrote your promo. There it is. There it is. All right. Let's keep it rolling, dude. Next up, main card still, welterweight bout. Mike Malott taking on Adam Fujit. I love I love that you clarified main card still because it would be the only way to know that this fight was on the main card. <laughs> that and we're like 35 minutes in and we've talked about two fights and uh potentially running the big sir yeah, marathon. They're the only they're the only two fights that matter, bro. I'm not gonna lie, dude. These next two fights, very fun. Very fun. I, I am looking sure. forward to them. Uh right now Malat minus two oh five, Fujit plus one seventy five coming back. This I don't know what's going to happen on the side. These are these are two not very experienced guys, um, fun fighters. Don't know what's going to happen. What I do think is going to happen is we're going to see a finish, and it's going to come at at under two and a half. Uh, Mike Malott, eleven pro fights, ten ended in the first round. Where's Mike Malott from? Canada. Who's the, who's he front fighting in front of? Canadians. I'm going to imagine the guy that has. 10 fights ending in the first round is not going to come out and try and win a decision in front of his home crowd. I, I have a feeling that Mike Malad is going to come out here looking for a finish. Fujit, other side, 12 pro fights, 10 have gone under the two and a half, has not gone over two and a half in six years. It's a hefty price to pay. I, I took it at minus 245, but this is uh, a bet that I feel quite good about. Um, I think that's very, very reasonable. I I don't have any action on this fight, and I'm, I think I'm just going to avoid having action for discipline reasons. I do does feel a bit like a dogger pass for me, though. I mean, I yeah, you're you're dealing with the potential of the Canadian crowd swaying things, but is is Mike Moat that much better than Adam Fugit? Is he better at all? I'm not like 100% sure. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, both... there's a very real world where Mike Moat comes out here and is just like first round finish, crowd's going to go nuts, doesn't get it. Gas is out. We yeah, have, we we've exactly. seen him out of the out of the first round once, and he drew with a guy that's now like six and eight. Uh, yeah, there's a re very real world where he doesn't get that finish. It goes to the second round, and then Adam Fujit finishes him. Yeah, or Fujit just gets a takedown uh, early and can kind of grind. It's just there's I don't know. The only thing I do know uh, is that both of these men have just absolutely demolished Solomon Renfro. And uh, Fuji did it better. Knockout in 43 seconds, Malat submission in a minute 42 seconds. So if you're looking for the MMA math angle, uh, you know, Fugit's good good money action, but you want to know how I I'm first, just not gonna bet it. You don't want to know how I first got introduced to Adam Fugit. 
Solomon Renfro was finishing a parlay that night, that fateful oh, night in February of 2022. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that was oh, back when I was doing. So, I'm so sad to bring that up. Then back I when know. I was doing LFA parlays. Yeah, uh, Adam Fujit. Uh, I mean, Solomon Renfro was like a minus 450 in that fight. Uh, yeah, knocked out in 43 seconds. Shout out. Uh, Adam Fujit has has burned me a couple times actually because I was also on uh, Kinoshita last time oh. out as well. Also got finished in the first round as a massive favorite. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely. So, so just don't bet against yeah, Adam Fujit. Nah, That's nah, what it sounds nah, like. Nah. Go get another first round finish, Fujit. I'll be happy. Or get finished well, in the first I mean, round. Yeah. I think there's a pretty high likelihood that something's going to happen uh, very early in this fight though. So yeah. yeah. Next up. Still on the main card, men's featherweight bout. Dan Ige, 50K, taking on Nate the Train Landwehr. I mean, if the co-main event is not your the people's main event, this is, because this should be an absolute Fight war. Rules. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Minus 250 Ige, plus 210 Nate Landwehr. Um, I am using Dan Ige as a parlay piece. I Ooh. thought about playing him straight. But I just didn't like it enough to risk the amount of units I'd have to. So like it's he's, he's parlayed up. Um, I parlayed him up with Blake Builder, two guys that I like to win their fights. I feel good about them winning, but I didn't want to have like five units of exposure between the two, having to play them as singles. Because like I like Danny get here. I think he's the far more technical fighter. I think he is the more powerful striker. He looked fantastic last time out against Damon Jackson. But he is fighting Nate Landwehr. And Nate Landwehr is just a dog. He is the Miami Heat of the UFC. If you have not been watching any NBA, I mean, he... I, I keep doubting the guy, and he keeps winning. 17-4 and four as a pro, 4-2 and two in the UFC. I like Danny Gay to win. I think Danny Gay is going to win, but uh, yeah... Nate Landwehr, you always have to have like a touch of caution. Nate Landwehr plus 210, like is this the mo- most Nate Landwehr spot ever? That's the thing is I don't have a bet down, but I was really close to going opposite on you on this one. Because I, I mean, I wouldn't I agree, blame you. Like firm agree. I think Dan Ige is a much better fighter than, than Nate yeah, Landwehr. Like I, I like, I'm like, Dan Ige is going to win. And then I'm just like, fuck, Nate Landwehr is crazy. <laughs> like, he's just crazy. My, my exact <laughs> notes are: Ige probably should win. He's the much more technical fighter, but Landwehr is insane. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly written on my. I'm notes. so scared of the dog in Nate Landwehr <laughs> that I was like, I don't want that much exposure. A lot of dog in him. I'm like Nate. Land- uh, I'm like Dan Ige is gonna win, but Nate Landwehr is an absolute dog. A lot of dog in him. Uh also, two other, you know, X factors. I want to one. I want to say Danny Gay's never lost anybody who wasn't amazing. Mavsarovloyev. Danny Gay is Hennig, a very Chan good Jung. fighter. He is a yeah, very a good fighter. Extremely good fighter. But two two things to throw out for you. Uh, one of these I know for sure because I looked into it myself. The other I cannot uh, exactly fact check. And I'll start with that one because it was just on Nate the Train's Instagram. Five and zero oh on foreign soil. Man's never lost away from the country. So, you know, be a... Yeah, but that's when he spent time in Russia fighting. I mean, Russia feels... Yeah, Russia, Canada, they feel on the same parallel of the thing. Just throwing it out there. Number two, uh, and the thing that I actually noted, it, it is Nate Landwehr's birthday. On, and I don't know how to Saturday, feel about betting. Actual... No, his birthday is actually... Well, 
uh, it's either today as we were recording no. on Tuesday or no. it's Wednesday. Nah. It's one of the two nah. days. Birthday week. Birthday. If it was his actual birthday, I would. I would I feel go like, ahead. And I feel like Nate Landwehr is the kind of guy who wants to celebrate his birthday, and instead he's having to make a weight cut, and so he's gonna have a little bit of extra juice there, you know. I mean, man, that mic is going to be amazing if he wins. It's going to be incredible. So, and that's the other side. I I love Danny Ige too, but it's it's got to be more fun to just hope that this this Nate Landward train keeps rolling. Yes, he what? Is, Are he you is electric. Me? Yes, so, it's more fun. No, I doubt. don't have a bet, but I kind of want to make a bet at no, Landwehr at plus two ten. And like, you know, I'm talking myself into it. I'm doing I mean, it. It's going to be Landwehr. fun. It's going to be fun. And that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to win because God knows I won't do that. I know. I mean, but that's I can the strategy have some fun we have along to take, the way. Honestly, I can't even say I'm here to win because I know I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's just how bad it is. That so, it's, it's I'm taking land where we can be opposed. Shot. It'll be fun. That's fine. That's fine if we're opposed. You won last week with uh, Demon Blackshear. Uh, shout out to Lawan Leglock Lacerda. That was tight. Uh, we keep <laughs> that it rolling. Was such a bad fight. Middleweight bout. Eric Anders taking on Mark Andre Barrio. This is main main card, by the way. Important to note, main card. You're paying money for this. You, you are you are forking over ninety dollars for this uh, for this fight. Uh, Eric Anders is just kind of my kryptonite. I've won against him. I've lost against him. He's a former Alabama football player. What more is there to say? I think Mark Andre Barrio is going to win, but dude, I just don't really want any part of this. I think the best case scenario is this turns into a slobber knocker and Mark and- Andre Barriot finishes Eric Andrews in front of the Canadian crowd. What I did do, I strongly, I mean strongly, got it all the way into the bet slip, never placed it. A Canadian favorites parlay, Ooh, uh, which there's okay. there's not many. It's it's yeah. just Barriot and just Mike Malott. Uh, it would actually just be the main card Canucks parlay. Um, good parlay. Yeah, it may be in Mike Malott, but I don't know, man. We just talked about Mike Malott. Like both these matchups are are pretty dicey. Well, uh, let me sweeten the pot for you a little bit. See if I can get you on because this is a, this is not a fight that I care about uh, at all. And as a result, I left it up to the artificial intelligence gods to determine. That's right. Yeah, I mean, this it's is the one. Chat GPT bet of the week, ladies and gentlemen. On fire, Connor. On six and three on the year, up two and a half units. Just can't miss with the Chat GPT bet right now. And here's what Chat GPT has to say about this pivotal middleweight matchup. I'm going to skip ahead because it gave me a really long one this time for whatever reason. So we're just going to hit just the hard points. As the fight progressed into the second round, Barrio's superior cardio began to manifest. His pace and unyielding pressure started to take a toll on Anders, who struggled to match the Canadian's energy. After a hard-fought battle, verdict announced unanimous decision victory for Marc-Andre Burial. We will be taking Marc-Andre Burial straight up at minus 130, I think is what the odds are. Power ball. For the ChatGPT bet of the week. All right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm here to support. I mean, I can't go against ChatGPT. Uh, not going to ride with just because it's just a dumb fight. But uh, yeah, great way to start out the main card. Definitely don't need to. I also just want to put this out there as something Please. I will look at. Uh, a very, very dumb bet that I may just try and chase for the thrill of it. Both Please. of these men. Uh, so these men have, uh, I think, I mean, let me let me back check this to make sure my numbers are right here. They got 45 career fights combined. And uh nine career split decisions so uh 
probably unlikely, but I'm I'm gonna look at the fight ins by split decision line. All see right. see what I can get there. If it's over a grand, I might take a shot on it. Oh, that could be hilarious. I doubt it is. I bet I bet you're gonna get like a plus six hundred plus probably, which is just a catastrophe. But if it is over a grand, we're gonna take a shot. All right, let's keep it rolling. Now on to the prelims middleweight bout. Nasser Dean Imavov taking on Chris Curtis. Right now, you can get Imavov for minus 150. Curtis coming back at plus 130. What do you think of this fight? I think this is the last fight that I have real action on. I've got a couple of parlay pieces uh, elsewhere, but no huge thoughts on those fights in general. Uh, This fight, one... Should be on the main card. I know why it's not. They're doing it. It's trying yeah, to be yeah, the hook yeah. fight, but is the third best fight of the weekend, probably. Um, and I was a little surprised to see Chris Curtis as the underdog. I thought this would just be a pick em. Um, Really competitive fight. Uh, been relatively high on Imovov. Uh, I thought he was going to beat Sean Strickland. That is very much not what happened. And I'm taking a lot from that fight because, I mean, we all know Chris Curtis, Sean Strickland, they're boys. Um, not only are they boys, but Chris Curtis can sort of do a lot of the same thing Sean Strickland's going to do. Maybe not as well, maybe not pressure as well, but high output guy, very, very, uh, I mean, unbelievable defensive wrestling. So the fight is going to be contested on the feet. And I, I think he can take a lot from what Sean Strickland did, uh, in this one. So for me, I, I, you know, Imovov make him, is probably a bigger power puncher, right? But I think I, I like Chris Curtis's volume, maybe a little bit sharper defensively. Uh, I like that he can work the body and does so pretty consistently. So uh, I'm taking an underdog shot at Chris Curtis. I haven't done it yet, though, because I wanted to talk to you about uh, a thing. So let me get your read on the fight, and then we'll we'll re- we'll come back, circle circle back around. Sure, yeah. I'm actually going with Imovov. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot for, of dissension this week. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, the Sean Strickland fight, Going back and watching some tape, obviously he did not win that, uh, you know, fighting the top end uh, of 185. But going back and watching that fight and the Jack Hermanson fight, what you said, Sean Strickland, he he might not be able to pressure as much as Sean Strickland. I, I feel like Chris Curtis is is not really that guy that gave Imovov so much trouble. I mean, that's that's essentially Imovov had nowhere to go but to try and stand and and swing with him. I think Imovov is going to be able to move around the octagon like he wants here. And we saw the fits, the actual literal fits that Jack Hermanson gave to Chris Curtis by by doing what I think Imovov is going to be able to replicate. Um, I do agree with you. I think it's going to be a close fight. Um, but I think that over the course of the 15 minutes, and I also agree with you, no chance this goes down to the mat, in my opinion. I think it's just going to be 15 minutes of standing. I think it's probably going to be a 29-28 decision. But I think Imovov is actually going to be the one that outvolues him over the course of the 15 minutes. Okay. Well, that does help with my back because I'm, I'm still going to back uh, Curtis. But I was kind of looking at Curtis, uh, because not at Curtis, but Curtis is like 120 plus 120 plus 130 right now, depending yeah. on your book. I don't see any lines dropped for by decision. And Chris Curtis is a sneaky good finisher, but Imovov has basically never been finished. He got finished in his his pro debut and hasn't been since. So I think that it's probably just better value to do Curtis by decision uh, instead of the plus 130 for Curtis straight. And so whenever that line does drop, I'm just going to take that. 
Let's see what it's at at books that are plus two fifty. I like, yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's much better. better. That's much better. Yeah, I think this likely goes to a decision. I, I, I think, think it's very, is, very likely to go. I to think this is a fun technical fight. I think it's going to be very similar to that Hermanson fight, just hopefully with more action. I'll be honest. I don't hate just the over two and a half at minus 165. That's not a bad price for what I think is very likely to happen. I don't think so either. I think it goes to a decision. The only crummy part with that, the only shitty part is if it doesn't hit, it's just going to come like that. Like yeah. I, I doubt it's going to be a TKO. I feel like it's just going to be like someone just gets dropped and then it's over. Uh, Imovov's so tough, and Chris Curtis got headbutted uh, aggressively hard. Oh, no, by Chris Kelvin Curtis Gasslin is tough didn't, as didn't get hell. Didn't go out, so both are incredibly tough. I think it's yeah. going to go to a decision. Yeah, honestly, it's probably a safer bet, but it's not where I'm at. Curtis by decision, <laughs> going to take that prop when it's available to me, and we'll move on. All right, let's keep it. We've rolling, done man. the main card. Let's go. Let's go. Women's flyweight bout: Jasmine Jazza Vicious taking on Miranda Maverick. Right now, Miranda Maverick, giant favorite. She is coming in at minus 295. Jazza is coming back at plus 245. Yeah, I owe Jasmine this bet. I bet against her uh, last time out against Gabriela Fernandez, and I was made a fool. And Jasmine, Jazza came on the show the day that I gave out my pick she against sure her, and she let me know that I was a fool uh, many times over. Uh, so yeah, I really have I have no choice but to bet on uh, Jasmine Jasmine Vicious here plus two sixty five. Good news for me, she dominated that last fight thirty twenty six there across the board, and she used it by top control takedowns, just inflicting damage throughout the fifteen minutes. We have against maybe mightier opponents in Aaron Blanchford. We have seen Miranda Maverick taken down forty four percent takedown defense. Jasmine is going to be the much, much bigger woman in here. Uh, four inches taller, few inches of reach. If she can get this to the ground and use her size to her advantage, there is a path to victory. It's a tall task. It is definitely a tall task, but there is a path for Jasmine. Definitely a path for Jasmine. Uh, I I think that I would call this a dog or pass fight. I, I certainly wouldn't feel great laying this much price on Miranda Maverick, if we're just being honest. Uh, but that's why I'm not going to do it. Uh, I do have action on the fight, though, because uh, you've heard one leg. Manda Nunez is one leg of a parlay. We're taking the over two and a half. Mm, it's like, like two of the parlay. I, like that. Uh, I mean, it's it's about as simple as it gets. Uh, neither Maverick nor Jazz Davicius has ever been finished. Uh Maverick is four four of her six UFC fights have gone to a decision and one of those was a uh, cut doctor stoppage so you know questions on whether that would have gotten finished naturally anyway and Jazz Davicius has gone to decision in like six straight or something like that uh, so this seems overwhelmingly likely to make its way to the final scorecards and minus 360 is a good price for a parlay as far as I'm concerned yeah bingo bingo Bongo, I like that. Um, all right, let's keep it rolling. Next up, men's bantamweight bout. Eamon's a hobby taking on Arichi Lang. Uh, right now, you can get Arichi Lang for closely lined fight. Super uh, closely lined fight. Minus 125. Zahabi coming back plus 105. I took Zahabi because it's Elwani fighting. It's the only reason. I, Ariel Hawani is entering the octagon. I'm not going to not bet on him. <laughs> I love this. And uh, I love this in particular because, you know, 
uh, Zahavi is an underdog, and that yep. makes this a oh. Wolfpack wager. Oh. Let's I go. mean, come on. We all knew what we were doing here. Come I also on, actually think that he has a really good chance to win. I mean, it's sure. a closely lined fight. So in I'm general, not going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you it's area Hawani fighting. So we're going to ride with Hawani. I mean, yeah, you got to support Hawani boxing at all points in time. But uh, look, Ricky Tercios is the best win any of these gentlemen have on their resume. So there's that. Uh, I do have one stat I would like to uncover. It, it didn't work for me last week, though sort of the inverse Neither of these gentlemen has ever beaten someone with a Wikipedia page. So somebody's O has to go because both wow. of them do have wiki pages. This is big stakes, Connor. Big stakes on big, the line in this one. Big stakes. I love it. I love it. Shout out. Should be a great one. Let's keep it rolling. Men's featherweight bout. Blake Builder taking on Kyle Nelson right now. Builder. Minus 240, Nelson plus 200. I mentioned it earlier, I'm using Builder as a parlay piece with Dan Ige. Very similar. Really think Blake Builder is going to win. Uh, I just think this matchup stylistically is good for him. Kyle Nelson, he's 1-4-1 and one in the UFC. Should be 1-5. I mean, that Duhu Choi fight didn't really feel like the point needed to get taken. Uh I just don't think this matchup is great for him. He's, he's just incredibly low volume. He, he relies on trying to get takedowns and can't really hold people down that well. And Builder is just the opposite. It's just go, 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 volume, volume, volume the whole way. I think that he's motor... Never, never been taken down. Never been taken down? Yeah, 100% taken down defense. Not the biggest sample size, but I just think that motor, that pace, is going to get his hand raised. I have no thoughts on this fight that you didn't already cover. So clear we, out ISO ball Connor on that. On that one, there we're on is, to the next. There it is, right through the hoop, and we keep rolling to a men's flyweight bout. We got to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's due. It's due. David Dvorak taking on Steve Ursag. Yeah, right now, Dvorak minus 275, Ursag plus 230. More importantly, the over-under set at two and a half, oh, over minus 170, under plus 140. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess like this is. Are we? Are we at the? Are we on a? Are we on the deathbed? Is this the people proper burial? I'm people, questioning. People Who is are questioning. I'm getting a lot of messages about. I mean, I mean we lost. I think three in a row. Three in a row. Missed yeah. Both last week. Three in a row. We're now ten and nine on the year. That's it's tough. I'm mean, still positive. I want to be clear. Sure, still in the plus. Sure, sure, We're still sure. in the green, but uh, uh, I think this ten is and nine a, is not the record you're hoping for. We were ten and ten and five or nine and four at one point. Yeah, I mean, so we were, it was cooking. We're one and five in the last six. It's been okay. it's been a tough one. And let me this, also just say in that, like sit back and watch. This is a really good opportunity for that to get to to five hundred as well because David Dvorak is an absolute enemy of the damn state of <laughs> flyweight unders. Yeah, four or five great. bouts decision in the UFC. It's not great. I, I don't know what you want me to tell you, Steve Ersig. Yeah, he's got finishes, but he's making a pretty big leap here. Is he going to finish David Dvorak? I, I don't Is David know. Dvorak he's... finally going to find a finish like ever in his life because he's he's you know fighting a guy who's not not around. You know, this is making this is his a, debut. Yeah, I think this is a sit back and watch. I think this is a sit back and watch. I don't think I can. I think this may be my last one though. 
Okay. If we get to 500, then I can say it's a 50-50 thing, can't do it. No, if this uh, loses, it's dead. It's dead. I think if this loses, it's... But if if if, if David Dvorak, of all people, delivers us a flyweight under, then the magic is still there. We just have to believe harder. I yeah. think that's... We 100%. just got to believe harder. So I'm taking it. What's the under price? Plus 140. Let me find that. Plus 140? Jeez, give me a little bit better money. Come on, guys. Oh. Plus 140 for a man who was, hasn't scored a finish in like five years. It's it's not good. Vegas, Vegas is trying to kill the bet. That's what they're doing. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a sad day. It's one of the few things I had going for me in this life. Uh, where do we stand on the heavyweight overs? Look, heavyweight over is 11 and 8. We went 1 and 1 last week. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I thought last week was going to be great because we had cashed the apostrophe parlay. Mm. Uh, we cashed that first heavyweight over. I was like, things are looking up. Andre Olovsky was into the second round. Nothing was happening. I was like, oh, this is this is all the makings. And then Dante Mays did a really cool thing. Good for him. Great finish. Uh but we're still, you know, 11 and 8 on the year. We're still committed to heavyweight overs. Okay. All right. I just wanted to check in with the office of uh, of the heavyweight overs, where they stand. Yeah, Saturday could be a sad day. It could be a sad day as we as we see flyweight unders come to a... Uh, with a to whimper, a... too. David Vorak, Steve Ursek being the one that kills it. <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh, oh that's a tough hang. Tough hang. We're going to find out. We're gonna find out. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of magic left. Maybe there's a little I, bit of magic. I believe left. in the magic, Connor. I believe that we will win. Last fight, women's strawweight belt. Diana Belbita taking on Maria Oliveira. Thought about taking Belbita back against the wall. Could get cut if she loses. She is part Canadian. I just ultimately decided that I don't need to have action on on a belbito Oliveira fight i think that's smart uh, i didn't listen i am taking action but i'm not taking a side because connor we have made the chalkiest of all chalk par parlays here actually uh, i might be able to top that chalky of chalk oh. after this <laughs> well the over two and a half is minus 290 belbita decision three or four ufc fights Oliveira three for three uh all of Bel the only time belbita has been stopped has been sub by submission not Oliveira's game really uh, this is just going to be your classic 15-minute strawweight fight. Uh, I'm pretty surprised if this doesn't go to the cards, so I put this as the third leg of my uh, very chalky parlay. Pays out at plus 125. Nice. Nice. Don't blame you. Definitely don't blame you. Let's get I, into I went for women's bantamweight, women's flyweight, women's strawweight. That was the hook. Yes. I, got, I got all three layers of the women's Brilliant. MMA covered. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, uh, PFL in Atlanta, Thursday. In Atlanta, I will be there. I'm thinking four legs plus 101. Brendan Lochnane. I mean, obviously, Brendan. Uh, Movlid. Okay. Kaya Bulev. Yeah, obviously. Love that. Love both of those. Bubba Jenkins. Okay. And last but not least, Impa. Cussing guy. Okay. No love for Chris Wade, eh? Chris Wade is tough to trust. Yeah, I feel that way a little bit about uh, Bubba love, Jenkins, honestly. Uh, who else is there? Abigail uh, Montez. 
I'm probably yeah. going to throw a very, very small uh, bet on Akeem Bashir uh, just because I know him, kind of. Like, uh, really? Used, used to train with him at the gym. Sick. So, um, Atlanta boy, um, just 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 out of support for for the guy, you know. Josh Silvera. I'm trying to think if I can think of who Josh Silvera is off the top of my head. I know who he is. He's coming to studio at uh, at the MMA Hour. Oh, also a little bit tough to trust. Actually, uh, I mean, he he actually opened up the season really well, but that was against Sam Kai. Yeah, he got he got ragdolled by Omari. <laughs> but that was against Sam Kai. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. It's, it's just hard for me to trust uh, Bubba Jenkins, but um, they are whatever. Uh, honestly, I maybe instead of Bubba Jenkins, I would just do Gabriel Braga. Not in that I believe in Gabriel Braga that much, but fading Marlon Marias seems like a, just a good move these days. Or what if we just did Brendan Movlid and and Impa? What's that pay you? Let's find out. Probably going to be minus money. Actually, a thousand percent. Almost certainly, that's minus money. Not even almost certainly. It will be minus money. Um, Let's see here. Impa. And uh, we said Brendan, Impa, and uh, who else? Movlid. Pays out at. Jeez. It's plus one sixty. Uh, minus one sixty, you mean? Yeah, mi- minus minus one sixty one. Yeah, add Josh Silvera, it makes it minus one thirty. No, I like you. <laughs> makes it minus one twelve. Uh, it's certainly a better number. Oh, I do know who Josh Silvera is. I just had to look at him. ATT guy. Shout out. Um, yeah, I actually remember him. ATT, like the people in ATT are relatively high on him too. Or at least like he's getting... Oh, no, they're very high for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's, uh, he's Conan's uh, Conan's son, not right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah, that no. one. It's all, all that coming one. back to me. That's That's reasonable. 112 to win uh minus 112 yeah yeah that's i think that's better i just sort of want a unit on there bubba jenkins is just i feel like he's burned me a couple of times and so i have ptsd with him yeah i mean it's pfl i'm gonna get burnt that's all right i mean it's fine okay okay uh, you know i will if you do get burnt i will uh question that individual profusely behind the scenes i'll be like hey what the hell what are you doing to connor please do speaking of questioning i don't know what is going on in new york city but it is only seven and it is like scary dark outside and it's like a weird gray green i don't know what's like something good's coming your way yeah maybe a nuke or something (laughs) say i just had some hail while we were recording earlier good times good times good times all right, That's man. It. it felt like we, we, felt like we started like really strong, and then we kind of just faded off. Uh, I mean, that's this card, though. This card, the top yeah. end is pretty decent, and then then we're talking David Dvorak and Deanna Bobita and PFL. That's a fact. All right, that's it. UFC 289 in the books. Next week, we head to the Apex. Uh, I want to say we head to the Apex. We do head to the Apex. Pretty cool for poster. 
Uh, and yeah. that's that. It's the Apex and the Bellator card. Though. Bellator card. Uh, Yoel Romero taking on Vadim Nemkov. Actually, pretty excited about that fight. Should it's be. It's gonna sick. probably be terrible, but I'm excited yep. about it. That's next week. We'll talk. Love y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.